This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, another podcast here, 50 Shades of K, and I am really excited for our next guest. It's Caitlin Kiernan, and now she is an author of a new book called Pretty Sick, The Beauty Guide for Women with Cancer. Thanks so much for being on with me, first off. I should welcome you to the show. Thanks for being on. Well, thank you for having me. This is exciting. Well, when I first heard about it, I thought, wait, The Beauty Guide for Women with Cancer, I didn't really know what to expect from this book, and then I started <laughs> doing some totally. digging, and I started cyber-stalking you, and I was reading about your story that you're very qualified to talk about this you're you know a beauty expert editor author producer but you also are a breast cancer survivor i am i am a survivor (laughs) that's fantastic and with it being october and it's breast cancer awareness month i thought it was a great time to get you on 50 shades of k and talk about your book but tell us a little bit about your story and, and kind of you know what happened and where this idea came about Yeah, I mean, it was 2012. It was right after my 42nd birthday. I was going to sleep one night, rolled over, and felt a kink in, like, my arm grazed against my breast, and I felt like a kink in my breast. And I, that was the first time that I felt what was a pea sized lump. And, you know, I mean, it's just like so many women discover it by accident in the shower. You hear all those stories. You never think it's going to be you. Right. That was me. And um, it didn't show up. The lump did not show up on two mammograms. But I eventually ended up having a sonogram and a biopsy that confirmed that I was uh, that I had stage one non-invasive ductal carcinoma um, in my right breast. And that began like two and a half years of a crazy, surreal cancer journey. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I'm sure it just it changed your whole life. It changed probably how you looked at everything. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, it, I feel like you hear those stories where women are like, my life completely changed, but it's true. Not necessarily for the worst, I might add. I mean, I think that we always think of cancer as being sort of, you know, this really sad experience, and it is. But I, there was a lot that came from it for me in terms of spiritual and emotional growth and just kind of those things. But sure. yeah, no, it was, um, you know, it was crazy. I had, um, I ended up having five surgeries in total, the final one being a double mastectomy and chemotherapy. And, you know, it's not a slow or small journey. For me, it was two and a half years before my everything was done with my reconstruction and everything. So it's a, it's a long haul. You know, I certainly didn't expect it to be that long. Yeah. Well, and you also didn't expect one day to be told you have cancer either. I mean, it just changes it changes everything. And your book, what I love about the cover of the book, A Pretty Sick, The Beauty Guide for Women with Cancer, is you wrote how to look your best when you feel your worst. Because you were, I mean, is it safe to say going through one of your worst, hardest times? But how can you feel and look your best when you're going through that? Yeah. And, you know, the tricky thing for women is that cancer treatment has come so far in terms of the, the advancements in, you know, medicines for nausea and all the things that made it 
a situation where you used to have to hibernate at home during your recovery, but now you can go about work and putting your kids on the bus and hanging out with friends and even working out in some situations. So, you know, for me, I was going to work. I was still working my editor job and doing that. So I wanted to make sure I was able to care for myself, my body, and pull it together enough to kind of be, kind of look like myself. You know, I mean, I don't, I didn't want to go to work looking like, you know, I was on death's door. Sure. That just, because that starts so many weird conversations with people. So, you know, when I was able to kind of look like myself a little bit and pull it together enough to look like myself a little bit, it really helped me power through some tough days. So that was kind of why I started to write the book. And what are some of the tips that you can share here on the podcast? I love just the chapters alone. There's one that says, this stinks. There's another one that's called Tit Talk, the main event, main as in hair main, like think of a horse's mane, giddy mouthy, oral care, staying polished. You are in the fashion world. I mean, you were on E! News. You've been on Wendy Williams, Fox News. You talk to some of the beautiful people in Hollywood and some of the designers and stylists. What are some of the tips? Yeah, well, I mean, the reason why I even wrote, reached out to them was because, you know, when I was going through it, I started to go online and try to find information on how to sort of navigate the side effects I was dealing with so I could kind of like maintain my own personal identity, really. And I wasn't finding that information online or in any kind of books. There was no one resource that had it. So I really called on all the sources, like you said, that I interviewed for the magazine and all the experts that I came in contact with. And they really gave me so many great tips. You know, and I start the book by, I do it in chronological order from like what will happen to your body in the order of the treatment. So the first chapter, for example, is all about smell. And it's really, smell is like no one's thinking about that when they're going into cancer treatment. Yeah, you don't think about smell. I mean, you're finding out you're probably going to have to have your breath cut into and like, who's thinking, oh, let me pay attention to my sense of smell. But it does affect, you know, how your perfume smells on you and, and what, how your body lotions smell on your skin. And it even um, can, the change in the mucosal lining can actually even increase the amount of scent memories that end up linking those specific products to your treatment. So I thought it was very interesting. So that was one thing. Like I always say to everybody, shelve all your favorite products from as soon as you can in this journey because the less you use your products, the less scent memories you're going to have tying those specific products to either your first day at chemo or when you go in for your surgery or just like crazy little things like that. But, you know, every chapter is filled with different tips from how to shop for a wig, how to how to choose the right wig for you, because there's so many different kinds of wigs now, synthetic, combo, real hair, and they're, it's overwhelming. You know, I talk about sexual health because it's 90% of women will have some sort of sexual dysfunction after cancer treatment, and nobody talks about it. Wait, what is that stat? Can you say that stat again? What is it? 90% of every woman that experiences cancer treatment, chemotherapy and or radiation, will have some form of sexual dysfunction, whether it's, you know, I don't know if I how much. Caitlin, you're right, though. People don't talk about that. Yeah, people don't talk about it. And when I, and nobody talked to me about it. And I was going, you know, listen, I was at the best cancer institution in the East Coast. I was doing my treatment at Sloan. I had all of my surgeries at Mount Sinai. I was with elite medical teams. And, you know, they're focused on getting you healthy. They're not 
really focus on your hair or your vagina. True. <laughs> you know, let's be fair. They're, they've got other things to focus yeah. on. But it just wasn't really information that was getting to me as a patient. And so when I decided to write the book, I also decided to include that information because there are little things that can be done to offset many of the side effects that you're dealing with. And why not have that information, really? Because to me, they were game changers in my recovery and my life after. What a gift that you've really given people to put a book together like this, because page by page, as I'm just, you know, scrolling through it, there's, you know, dressing for your post-cancer body because your body has changed, head scarves and bandanas. You also brought up, if you're someone listening to this podcast that isn't struggling with some kind of illness, but someone in your life is, and you feel like you want to do something for them, reading in your book, you suggest gifts for people that like really soft cashmere, you know, blankets or really nice robe or a pajamas or a zip up hoodie sweatshirt, things like that that can be comforting. I mean, all this is such useful information, Caitlin. Thank you. Well, it's- that's like, listen, I knew how blessed and lucky I was to just be in New York, just to be able to have the, the sources I did. And this book really was for me a way to pay it forward for all the women that would come after me, you know, it's such a really hard time for so many women and families. It just doesn't affect the person who's affected. So to me, it's like if there's a morsel of information that can help a woman get through this time with a little bit more control over her looks and dignity. And then I, you know, then I, then I feel like it's been a success. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a book that's going to really help people and open up a lot of eyes. I mean, again, it's called Pretty Sick, The Beauty Guide for Women with Cancer. It could be given as a gift to someone. And perhaps if your loved one is going through this, like you said, almost read it to find out, okay, what are they experiencing? What could be going on with them? So you can maybe understand a little bit more of what some of the struggles are. And you've heard this saying a million times. I mean, you work in the world of of beauty. When you look good, you feel good, and you, you act good. I know it's not proper grammar, but there's a lot to be said about that. If you're going through something like cancer and your whole world's being flipped upside down, you still want to try as best as you can to feel like yourself, even though you're dealing with so much on the inside. Well, yeah, I mean, so much of it is really about, like, just having some control. Like, when I was going through treatment, I had no control over my life. You know, my, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going to be coming at me. And I certainly didn't know what the, if I made it through, what was going to happen after all was said and done. So to me, if it's like you can control even just some little things about your body and feel like yourself, it's it makes a huge difference on how you can go and face the world. Like it's, it was really a daunting task to think that I was going to have to go into a magazine where, you know, I'm surrounded by fashion and beauty people and talking to celebrities and, and not even look like myself, like forget alone looking, you know, bad. So to me, this book really isn't so much about tips on how to look pretty as it is about having, how being empowered, on the journey. Yeah, you know? feeling like you said, like you have your control back, that you, you have a little bit of control of what's going on in your life. Now, Caitlin, life, I'm sure, you know, before cancer, when you found out, you know, that life was one way and then you had your diagnosis and now life after. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how is your life different now that you are, thank goodness, you are a cancer survivor? Everything is different. I mean, you know, from a emotional standpoint, I feel like I 
really tried to not be positive during the journey, but to find the silver linings and everything. And I think that attitude helped me get through it. But it also sort of changed my brain a little bit because I really emerged being grateful for everything that is in my life. Uh, but I also like just made serious changes in my life. Like I, I quit the job that I was working as a beauty director because I really kind of wasn't very happy in the role that I was doing at the time. I I broke up with my boyfriend of nine years who was just like stalling on getting married. I like, I literally like, wow. Like, you know what? I am just going to make radical change and redirect my life and get happy. I, I think for me, it all became about enjoying this time on earth that we have whatever how however long that is I really wanted to make it quality time and I just sort of approached life that way I dreams that I had given up on like I never would have thought that I could have ever written a book as a writer that's always your dream to be an author one day and I was like I'm just gonna do it why wouldn't I want to just do this and I think it just changed my whole perspective on things I just kind of let the little things be little things. Yeah. Important things snap into focus and Caitlin, the rest is all good. Everything you're saying. I mean, I had sort of an eye opening moment when you were talking about this because it sadly, it shouldn't take a cancer diagnosis for all of us to realize you have this one shot to do exactly what it is that you want to do with your life. I mean, you mentioning that you ended a relationship with your boyfriend of of nine years. I mean, Caitlin, that's a whole different podcast that we could talk about because my gosh, do we, do we all know people (laughs) that are in a situation similar to that, whether it be professionally or personally, where it's like, you know, the saying, shit or get off the pot type thing. You've turned your life completely in a different direction because you were forced to. You were forced to have to make a U-turn in your life because of what yeah, happened. You know, things, I think when you sit there, you know, when I was sitting there in the chemo suite, I, I, there was this question that kept nagging me throughout my, you know, when I was sick. And it was like, now that you have a second chance, now that the cancer is out of you and you're sort of on the path back, I mean, you're still in chemo and all this kind of stuff. But now that you have the second chance, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to emerge a more graceful, appreciative woman who goes after what she wants in this life? How are you going to do that? And I really thought, you know, I'm not happy in my job. I'm not happy in my relationship. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy in a lot of ways. And it takes a lot to kind of make that change. But I was like, I just have to be fearless at this point because I have nothing else to lose. You know, I Caitlin. just really need to be... I need to live a life that I eventually one day can look back and say I was proud to live. You are giving me goosebumps. That is powerful stuff because there are many, many people that listen to this podcast for several reasons. And we've talked a lot about, you know, making a change in your life and, you know, trying to be fearless about it and being honest about what you really want. And it isn't easy at all. I mean, my personal experience, I went through a divorce. I was married for seven years. I remember thinking this is going to be hard. And what are people going to say? And can I do this? And is this the right thing? And just all of that stuff. And then when you look back, you're like, yeah. I went with my gut. That was the right thing. And you had a second chance and you are running with it and you're killing it. This this is fantastic. I mean, I just saw you on with Hoda and, and yeah. Kathy Lee. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. If I had thought like four years ago or whatever that this would be the end result, but I do believe the universe rewards you for your bravery and it rewards you for your graciousness. And I think that, you know, if there's any lesson that I can pass on to people, it's that it's that be live a brave life. Yeah. You know, live a gracious life. And 
find your happiness because it's not guaranteed and we don't have a, a lot of time here. This is, this is just a journey we're just supposed to be le- learning from. So learn it. Go learn the lessons. You and, know? and my thing to add on to that, too, is don't settle. Life is too short. If yeah. you're not happy, there's something else out there for you and do whatever it takes to find it. Caitlin, I, I mean, just I met you now just through the phone and I follow you on social media and everything, which, by the way, we have linked up at uh, 991themix.com if you want to connect with Caitlin. I love everything that you're saying and what you stand for. So thanks for being on. The book, again, is called Pretty Sick, The Beauty Guide for Women with Cancer, How to Look Your Best When You Feel Your Worst by Caitlin M. Kiernan. Big hug to you through the phone. Thanks so much for being on 50 Shades of K. I'd love to have you back sometime. I would love to come back. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe so you can be updated when there's a new episode. So to subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone, open your podcast app or use your Google Play app. In the search box, type in 50 Shades of K. Now the 50 is spelled out, so it's five zero Shades of K. Once a podcast comes up, click on it and then hit the subscribe button. And as always, if you have any comments or suggestions for this podcast, feel free to email me at elizabethkradio at gmail.com. That's elizabethkayradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.